This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 142 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to talk about how to network at a conference. And it's not as simple as you may think. And this is especially true for those of us that may be like me that are introverts. Yes, you heard that right. The girl that talks to you every single week and always seems to have something to say is an outright introvert. So I'm going to give you some tips on how to actually network while you're at the conference to make sure that you are growing your business. That is the purpose of attending a conference. Before we dive into that, though, I really want to talk to you about Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It is my conference that I host annually. It is March 31st through April 2nd of 2020, and it is here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am so excited about the for- format that we're going to be having for the conference, and our speakers are absolutely amazing. So if you are looking for a conference where you're going to look to scale your business, actually be able to listen to speakers, take the strategies that they teach you, and then put them into practice in your business before you leave the conference, then this is the one for you. I know overwhelm is a huge issue when people go to conferences. They feel like they're learning all the things, they're all inspired, and then they get home and they look at their notebooks and go, what is that chicken scratch? What was I supposed to do in my business? Well, at Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy, we actually give you an opportunity to apply the strategies that are taught by the speakers, and the speakers are giving you an activity to do that you are then implementing with your group, within your mastermind of people that we have put together for you, so that there is no more of that overwhelm. You're actually going to be able to walk away with it in place within your business. And we have some of the most amazing speakers that we have ever had. We have Phil Palin coming. We have Tiffany Romero. We have Cami Kilgore and Ty Kilgore, both founders of Everything Food Conference. The speakers are going to blow your mind. So if you don't have your ticket yet, make sure you do. We're going to link to it in the show notes. You can just hop over and we will make sure to link to that there for you and grab your ticket. We are capping this off and we are almost sold out. So you're going to make sure that you want to get your ticket while you can. All right. So we're talking about conferences, how to actually network at a conference. The very first thing that you need to do is you need to be prepared to be out of your comfort zone. Whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, this is going to be true. You're going to be talking with people that you've never spoken to, that you've never met before, that you've never had any interaction with. So you have to be prepared to be able to try to find commonality with them, to be able to talk to them about what their family and their businesses is like. So, and it's okay to feel uncomfortable. As an introvert, I can tell you that every single conference that I attend and speak at, I always go into it kind of needing to take a deep breath as I walk in, and then I just need to start to find a friendly face to be able to talk to. And that's my second point. Find that friendly face. You don't have to be the center of attention and be really good at walking up to a big group. I'm terrible at that. I actually get huge anxiety. I can remember being at Alt Summit, which is a very large conference, and walking up and trying to walk up to a group. And I remember literally about to step foot into a room. 
there were a ton of other women around and I was supposed to introduce myself and I turned right back around and walked right back out and went up to my room because I couldn't handle walking into a big group. For me, one of the best things to do as an introvert is to find someone that's sitting on the sidelines. Find someone that's sitting in a chair looking at their phone as if they're really busy but are by themselves. I'm much better one-on-one than I am in a large group to introduce myself. So find that person that's off on their own. And I mean, obviously, if they're on their cell phone talking to their family, don't try to talk to them then. But more than likely, that person that's sitting off on the sidelines is also an introvert and also is really having a tough time introducing themselves to, to everyone that's there. So try to begin with that person, with the one person that's along the side. And when you go and you network at a conference, don't feel like you have to meet every single person that is there. You want to go in knowing what your expectations are as far as what are you trying to accomplish by attending the conference? Are you trying to meet with different brands that you can possibly create partnerships with? Are you looking to meet other bloggers that maybe you can collaborate with that are within your niche? Are you looking to find an ad agency that maybe you haven't used in the past? So you have to really know going into it what your expectations are for it. We actually have an episode on conference, setting your conference expectations. So if you are looking for that, we will make sure to link to that in the show notes. Okay, now the next piece of this is once you've gotten to that place, like let's say you're that introvert, you see someone on the sidelines, you walk over to them. You have to know your elevator pitch. You have to know what it is that you do. You can't fumble all over yourself. My very first conference was at Blogger and it was in New York City. I might have been blogging serious. I don't even think I was blogging seriously at that point. I think I was just kind of blogging about my food and blogging about going to the zoo with with my youngest daughter. It wasn't serious. But I walked into this Blogger conference in New York City and it was huge. There were thousands upon thousands of people, or at least that's the way it felt to me. And I was so overwhelmed that when the first exercise that they had us do was we had to all stand up in this huge ballroom and make two circles, one facing so that we were facing each other. And we had to introduce ourselves with an elevator pitch of what it was that we did. And I looked at the person across for me and kind of like, didn't know what to say to her. And she said, I'll go first. It's okay. And she says to me, and she tells me what she does and tells me about her blog and da, da, da. And she says, and what about you? And I said, well, I'm a lifestyle blogger. And she kind of looked at me and she was like, mm-hmm. What, well, what do you cover? Okay. You have to be able to articulate what it is that you do and who you do it for. If you need practice on your elevator pitch, you are absolutely going to need to go back to episode 36. I broke it down into bite-sized pieces of information so that you knew what needed to be kept in your elevator pitch so that you can tell someone what it is you do and who you do it for. And you don't have to stand there looking at someone dumbfounded like I did and said that you're a lifestyle blogger, which tells people absolutely nothing. Even in an industry where everyone at the conference are bloggers, that doesn't mean anything to them that you're a lifestyle blogger. They have no idea what kind of content they can expect to to see. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Everything Food Conference and I ask someone what they do and they tell me they're a food blogger. I look at them like, "Uh uh-huh, we're at a food conference. I would assume you're a food blogger. Tell me more. Like, what do you create? Who is it for? So get this elevator pitch down. 
and it'll be so much simpler to explain what it is you do. Now, once you get past the business piece, you really need to be able to listen to the people that you're talking to and try to connect with them based on commonalities. One of the things that you're going to naturally ask is, oh, where are you from? Where did you come in from? How many kids do you have? Where is your family? All of those types of questions. And that's where you're going to find those commonalities. I always ask, where are you from? Because I obviously have moved from New York down to North Carolina. So if someone says to me, oh, they're from Boston, I'm like, oh, I'm originally from New York. And now I live in Charlotte. And then they will start to ask a question about, well, why did you move? And those are the types of things that you want to ask. Listen to what they're telling you. If someone had asked me, where are you from? I would say, well, I live in Charlotte, but I'm originally from New York. And if you were listening, you could tell that there's a story behind that. Why didn't I just say I was that I lived in Charlotte? Why did I add the fact that I was originally from New York? And that's where if you're listening, you'll ask, oh, well, why did you move down? Was it what, what, what was it about New York that you guys decided you didn't like or whatever it might be? So listen to the people that you're talking to so you can try to find those commonalities so it can be that natural connection that can just grow from there. That's where your collaboration is going to come from. I'm going to tell you this right now. The conferences that I have attended, the people that I have met, the bloggers, the influencers, the brands, the small business owners that I have met at these conferences, those are the people that I continue to do business with. Those are the people that I have grown my business up with them. They have become friends. I can tell you, you know, I've had some of bloggers that have actually traveled to my house overnight. We've gone to, con we've gone to conferences together. Um, we've done retreats together, whatever it might be. So when you meet people in person, it gives that greater connection so that if you needed support on doing something, you have a book come out, you have a course come out, you have a new product come out. The people that you meet in person are likely to create a relationship where you can rely on their collaboration in order to help you in the future. So keep that in mind. These relationships are huge for your business. This is not just you getting a girl's weekend out. And if that's the way you're looking at it, you really need to reevaluate the purpose of attending that conference. It does not make sense for you to go to New York City and have a girl's weekend with bloggers that you've known for the past five years. You're missing the purpose. So this goes back to the other piece is that you don't want to stay with the same people for meals, for speakers, for outside of the conference, whether you're going to grab dinner or breakfast or whatever it might be. Don't stay with the same people. This is especially true if you've been blogging for a long time. If you've been blogging for five years and you have like your circle of friends and maybe you probably met at a conference when y'all didn't know anyone and you kind of gravitated towards each other and you've stayed in contact ever since. The purpose of going to this conference again is not for you to hang out with your friends. And if it is, that's a problem. You're not doing this for business. You're doing, you should just do a girl's weekend, like not that far away and not far away from your families. Okay. I would say like if you're going to put the money, the investment in and going to a conference, the purpose should be to really build stronger relationships with others that are there. I'm telling you, these relationships that you could create with the bloggers and the small business owners are there are just tremendous relationships. So make sure that you, if you are doing dinners on your own, find different groups of people. Or if you're going to go with a big, with a group, 
go with a big group. When I went to type A last year, we, um, I want to say there was 15 to 20 of us every time that went to dinner. Now what I did is I never sat near the same person. I always tried to sit near someone else so I could get to know them and their story. You don't want to just kind of put yourself with two or three people. So if you are planning on going to any conferences and you already have them booked and ready to go, and maybe you have planned to meet a couple of your blogger friends there, that's fine, but I'm going to challenge you to make sure that you don't just stay with them. Don't just sit with them. Find other people to talk to and build a relationship with. It's going to be such a huge part of growth that you could have within your business if you challenge yourself to do this. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is I want you to make sure that you bring business cards because, and here's the thing too, you don't need to order 500. I know that a lot of people, anytime I, go, I get ready for a conference, I always look at my business card and go, oh crap, I need new ones. You don't need 500 because you're going to feel like, oh crap, you need new ones every six months or whatever it is, especially if you are adding new products, new services, new things to that you would need to have on your business cards. So business card recommendation. I am going to make is that you put your picture, your picture, your personal profile somewhere on that card. Because if you are going to a very large conference and you meet tons of other people, it's going to be difficult to remember. But if you had a picture of them on that card, you are going to be able to connect it, especially if you make it your profile picture. They're going to be more likely to make to remember who you are afterwards if you have a profile picture that you use on Instagram on your business card. And then when they are going through their Instagram feed later that night and they see, oh, so-and-so has liked your Instagram account. Oh, wait, I know why I know that person because I just got their business card. Look, here's their profile picture. And they're more likely to follow you if they felt like there were commonalities that it would be a good audience for engagement, okay? So, Include a profile picture on there. You also want to make sure that you have your email address. Make it very clear what your email address is. Don't make people search for this. If this is especially true if you're looking to work with brands, you want to make this as simple as possible. And if you are looking to work with brands, don't just give them your business card. Get theirs. This is where you can actually get that golden ticket that I teach you how to do in Pitch Perfect Pro to be sped up tenfold because now instead of having to search their website for it, they just handed it to you. That's the email address that you want in order to send a follow-up email to um, in order to do a, a possible sponsored partnership with them. So make sure that you are handing over your business card, but also getting theirs. Okay. On your business cards, we, so far we have profile picture is important and so is your email address and obviously your blog URL. You want to make sure that you know what the blog is. If you are also, if photography is very important to your brand, I would also recommend having some of your own photos maybe on the back of it. So if you're a food blogger, maybe you're going to do a couple dishes that are like really beautiful pictures. You got to remember it's based upon what do you want to be remembered for? If this is especially true if you're niche, like if you're a vegan food blogger, you only do plant-based and you want whoever you met to remember that you just do plant-based recipes, then that's what I should see on the back of that card. Don't show me a cascading thing of chocolate if you want to be known as a healthy vegan food blogger, okay? Think about your photos. Think about what you're going to put on this. This is true as well if you do home decor. 
your photos are just as important. Just think about like what style do you want to be showing them? Um, don't make, don't put pictures on there just because they're, they're perfect and they're beautiful. If it doesn't represent what it is that you do now, a lot of us started blogging and putting up information about our influence early on where we weren't really sure what direction we were going to go. We didn't know what was going to work well with our audience. Well, now we should know and we should have a better idea than far as engagement. So make sure that when you are representing yourself, you represent yourself based on today, based on what people are coming to you for, what you're known for. If you know that Google is sending traffic to your site because you're known for your Southern recipes, then that is the reason that those are the pictures that should be on that card. Okay, so once we have that business card, the next piece of this, when you are networking at an event, is you at a conference, you just want to be able to create some form of relationship with people. It doesn't have to be this deep, deep connection where you tell them all about your life and all about your kids and all of that kind of good stuff. Just get the surface level so that it can continue to grow over time and you guys can support each other beyond that. But networking at a conference is going to be huge, especially if you are an introvert and kind of struggle with this. Now, one of the things that we do at Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy is we make the networking really, really simple because what we actually do is we place you in your tables ahead of time. And based on your niche, we take a look at all of the attendees and we try to make sure that our tables are fit with women that are going to be able to help each other. Different niches, some of the same niche, so that it feels like you are getting more of an idea of how one niche does it over another. So for example, if I was at a conference and I just sat with all food bloggers that were vegan food bloggers, I would get one idea of how things should be done for maybe launching an ebook. But if I actually had gone to that food conference and I had a comfort food blogger and I had Italian food blogger, or let's say I wasn't at a food conference, I had multiple niches. You always want to see how different people are doing things in different niches because it's going to help you be able to grow your business. At Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy, we make sure to do that and we have it set up so that you can really build those relationships and continue to grow your business based on the insights that they provide based on the speakers that have presented. So if you have not already grabbed your ticket for Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy, make sure you do. And also get these steps down so that you are ready to go and don't feel uncomfortable when you attend a conference. It is one of the best investments into your business because you have an opportunity to really create a relationship with someone beyond the surface level of Instagram. Okay. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. If you haven't already left a review on iTunes, I would so appreciate it. Leaving a review helps others are more likely to find the podcast so that they can continue to grow their businesses as well. I just want the most people I can possibly reach with my running of my mouth all the time where I can hide behind my microphone and not worry about if I have to do this in a big group. So thank you guys so much for taking the time though to listen in and I will talk to you all soon. 